0: you said when you walked in that you've learned even more in the last 12 hours about worry and everything and thoughts and what we've been talking about for since Monday, today's Saturday
1: I, I've, I've learned so much that I don't even know where I was or how long I've been there and it's a steady flow of conversation with him again <laughs> And that's all that matters.
0: Which is why you keep saying humility is reality. Like part of it, of what you mean. Yeah, because I didn't,
1: this didn't start until he told me last night on my way to church. You're only worried because you want to get what you want. And you think that what you want is so urgent. It feels so urgent because you think you're so important. If anybody had asked me if that was the truth, I would be like, are you kidding? Like, I don't know what I've used, but like, I lay my life down here, here, here. I never ask for anything. Like, I don't know. But when God says something, who can argue with him? And I knew it was the Lord. And I knew he was only telling me because he loves me.
0: When you hear him speak to you like that, shy, and you said like something that just stuck out to me right now was
1: like, I knew it was the Lord. How did you know it was the Lord? Because it, I didn't agree with it in any way. <laughs> That's why I asked you. That's why I just asked. I felt to ask that because I'm like... That's not always the case. Once I'm in humility, I agree with everything he says gladly. But that if a person told me I would be in complete disagreement like like are you kidding me you might I don't know and this is how like literally it feels like eight years all over again (gasps) and I can't plan that I can't be like hey God (laughs) tomorrow's the day (laughs) I just was driving to church (laughs) and thinking of a conversation I'd had with my husband and uh, things I've been thinking about and I'm like well, I want this, I'm worried about this I can't fix any of it I actually I guess maybe it started with disciplining myself to surrender to the Lord to finally admit I couldn't
0: mm.
1: I love questions because I don't think I would have seen that so when I actually said okay I can't you'll have to Wow. And then I just drove to church, you know. And that's when And then I found myself I was telling someone today, maybe Elise, I found myself talking out loud, saying things, and suddenly I realized the Holy Spirit was talking to me. Because I started saying it started at the house, I was saying Humility. It was just talking out loud. I used to do this all the time in the spirit. I would either always singing, always talking, always preaching, always meditating. And I wasn't trying to meditate. Just scripture from my childhood was just bubbling up and I'm always singing. By the way, I realized that the songs the Lord has sent, they are meditations. This is why people get refocused. It's all the word. It's all the kingdom. Um, Anyway, I used to always either be singing, preaching (laughs) to the air, (laughs) or um, talking. And so it started yesterday. I was like, oh, this thing that's been really troubling me is an opportunity for great joy. Because it's an opportunity for me to see if my trust is in you or me. And suddenly I felt released from it. Oh, so there's that. Then on the way to church, I just realized I was talking out loud again, and I was saying... That, I just started saying, I th- I'm i worrying about something that... Because I think Kevin started... It's It's awesome how God... Kevin started making a big deal of, like, my feelings... And I'm just kind of thinking through that and thinking through the Bible and, <laughs> and realizing, wait a minute. Because, like, Kevin and I were talking and we were like, wow, we, we the answer is really faithfulness to Jesus. That the answer is like, we're married to Jesus. I was texting with Roland today about it. He said, Jesus is a tough act for Kevin to follow. Because I was like, Jesus is my husband, you know. mm mm-hmm. um, just kind of sharing a little bit of some of the things that have been going on, and but yeah, but but guess what? Jesus is a tough act for me to follow in Kevin's life because, like, Kevin is completely fulfilled and gone. Wow. So if he starts trying to draw from me again, he's just going to be unfulfilled. Right. So then I'm thinking, okay. All right. So the bottom line is, I'm in my flesh. And whatever opened me up to it, it's pride. And I was, I'd been talking to Kevin. I was like, honey, I know how to be single and be very tucked into the spirit and free. But anytime we ever decided to like work on our marriage, I would get really mad because like, okay, so if I open up to you and you're not there, I feel abandoned. Whew. Right? So I'm like, so do I close off again? Like what I I know how to kind of wall up and just, I don't know. It's, that's complicated. That's another podcast. I'm sure that's another podcast, but I'm just trying to remember where my thoughts were. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, you fulfill me. I have all that I need. I'm acting like I need something. Woo. I'm acting like I need something. And I think something around there is when he said, yes, you think what you want is so urgent because you think you're so important. And I was just leveled. I was like, that's that's the whole problem. Like, I, I even told Kevin today, I said, honey, I've been so worried about me. Oh! Why wasn't that a... So anyway... So then today, we were here for a while, and then I was going to take the boys to my mom's and come right back for Spanish class. Yeah. Well, as I'm walking to the car, and this is what I was talking about earlier. As I'm walking to the car, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, everything you've been worried about, like very playful, everything you've been worrying, worried about, all of it was just a distraction. None of it was real. It was all to get your eyes off me. Which I teach this, how how many times have I taught this? But he's reteaching me. The Bible says he'll lead us into all truth and remind us. to remembrance. bring to remembrance. And I was like, oh, it was all to steal my attention from you. Right. Get in the car. And Shiloh is like very, very upset. And here's what he was upset about. He said, I was trying to talk to Elijah. And Elijah was so concerned with what he was trying to think through and several things he was worried about, he was ignoring me. Shiloh loves Elijah, wanted so much to share something with him. Elijah was so worried about something that wasn't even real that he couldn't even hear Shiloh. And I don't want to betray my boys, but like, I mean, we all cry, right? Shiloh was that moved and I'm, I'm, I'm watching him I'm watching it unfold what the Lord had just told me and I felt like oh this is how God feels when I'm so obsessed worrying over how to protect myself how to protect my family how to protect the church how to how to save my life how to and none of it's even real it's all very cleverly disguised distraction from the face of Jesus wow that's all it is all it all it does is come to break fellowship
0: do you remember how the distraction started like is it start, does it start with a thought of worry or does it start with just thinking about yourself or does it start pride. with pride has to be has to be pride yeah. wow
1: yeah, it yeah. has to be, because nothing just starts right away. Right. There's an open door. And right. I, um, I wrote a couple notes on just while I was sitting on my porch thinking about it all. Worry is evil because it's unbelief in Jesus, it's refusal to trust God, and determination to trust in the flesh. Worry is haughty and precedes a fall. Worry is evil and opens the door to more evil. So I guarantee you somewhere along the way, I, I started worrying. And he commands us not to. And it's not just because he doesn't want us to be stressed. <laughs> right. It's because it's evil. Actually evil. Uh, whatever interrupts sweet fellowship with God at the heart of it is pride. Worry is an evil thing getting our attention off the face of Jesus and onto temporary fading away things. I don't think that I've seen worry as evil as I see now. Right. I I think I saw it. Now, I did eight years ago. Wow. But I didn't keep a journal. (laughs) So I've forgotten a lot. This podcast will be my journal. Praise the Lord. Part of it. Yeah. Praise God. I think I had somehow convinced myself that worry, even though I preach against this, that worry is, um, you shouldn't worry. And you, you can get into it affects your health. Who cares about your health when your life is on the line? Your right. soul. Your soul. Who cares about health? Who even cares about buzz? Right. When your soul's on, when when like fellowship with Jesus is on the line. Right. So I just don't think I've seen it as so evil. I'm really glad you're saying that. And that he's
0: showing you because I know for me, even since Monday, this worry fast that we've been doing has literally revealed how much worry tries to steal attention to steal affection like the whole thing
1: oh that you know i didn't know how much like i don't eat certain things like certain things that i consider unhealthy right i didn't know how many eh, mediocre filler things i ate until kevin and i did the daniel fast and we had to be so intentional about what we were eating wow. that I was just shocked. My health, I lost 15 pounds, totally reset my hormones, so many things, simply by changing what I was eating, what, you ate. what I was putting in my body. I mean, did an overhaul of my health. And so a lot wow. of times we don't understand how many, like, maybe, so maybe it's not... um I don't know, hatred, bitterness, pornography, whatever. And we don't, we just excuse worry. Right. So we don't realize until we pay attention, like what you're saying, until you're like, I can't eat worry. Then you realize, oh, my diet has been worry. My diet has been worry. Like until I had to fast certain things, I didn't know that was my, mainly my diet. Right. So, yes, fasting, worry to worship, then you're like, what else have I been eating? Right, which is why I see what you say by
0: even saying that you're learning even more today than yesterday with the start being Monday of a worry fast because I I can see that you are also seeing what else you're eating. And I love what you said, was it yesterday, about cleaning out your pantry? Mm -hmm. That analogy, which goes into this, like, I'm also seeing – More of what I'm eating in my spirit. And we've talked about this like a lot. Yeah.
1: So we were just saying that, like, if you start a fast or diet, typically you need to eliminate things that shouldn't be (laughs) consumed. So when you start eliminating troublesome thoughts, you see how many you had. Oh, it's just a bag of chips. Oh, it's just a. Whatever. Oh. You know, it's you eat not the whole like bag. that's all I live on, you know. Oh. But the little not-so-bad things in my diet had really done a number on my, my health. Right. Same way in the spirit. Wow. The little foxes. I was just about to say, would this be little foxes? Little foxes, and it can actually destroy the whole... The whole thing. Fun. You know, we're like trying to kill whatever, Goliath. And the little foxes are like, Oh, it's fine. Sneak right around and in. I don't think I've been this sobered in a, a long time to see my actual state. Wow. Whew. It's it's not pretty and and it's the flesh is not pretty, and so I'm thankful. Yeah. Because now I can live. <laughs> right. I'm so relieved. Like, I feel like I'm back in his arms. Oh. <laughs> I feel like he's been steadily talking to me, and I've been steadily worrying about how to do something for him. <laughs> now I'm back in his arms. <laughs> you don't have any other lovers. Wow. Wow. you either in fellowship with Christ or you're not. It doesn't mean that you go from saved and unsaved, saved to unsaved. I'm not, I'm right. not at all saying that. But it doesn't play, it doesn't pay to play around with fellowship with Jesus. Right. It needs, it needs to be real, it needs yeah. to be daily. Because you have no idea the danger you're getting yourself into by halfway. Listening, not listening, listening, worrying, listening. Especially I can see one of the biggest dangers for me is hearing enough um to help people. Whoa. Uh because then that can make me think I'm in unbroken fellowship with him. But I'm, I'm recommitting to that level of heartbeats. If I don't have real heartbeats, something's wrong. It needs to be remedied quickly. Yeah.
0: Is it Roland that talks about if you don't have peace, like
1: heart peace, that you could be in sin or that? Smith Wigglesworth said if he felt at all that lack of peace in his heart he knew he was in sin he would his knees and asked the Lord to show him that's who, I was wondering who said that mhm wow uh. I'm just, I'll talk more and more about this, I think that a lot of people's massive um sicknesses, falls um life crisis, I, I would say most of it began began with worry. Jesus. Because you just don't understand. I mean, that's what the children of Israel did. I mean, he brought them out of their bondage to worship him, to be with him, and pretty soon all they cared about was, were they going to have meat? They were bored with the bread. Uh. They, they were so worried about their own comfort. They were so worried, and they did not trust God. This is what it says: they they did not enter the pleasant land because they refused to believe that He would care for them. When we worry, we are refusing to to believe believe God cares cares for us. us. So tell me if it's evil. It's unbelief. It is unbelief. It is evil. evil. Wow. I'm not even worried about sharing this. I told Kevin, I said, I'm not even worried about sharing this because I know I'm going to get massive amounts of questions. And I don't know. I can't answer anything. I mean, we'll talk about it. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember a few months ago when I really stepped more into rest, you know. Yeah. The Lord said, This time don't try to explain yourself. I'm like, That wore me out last time. I bet. People get so mad. You watch when I start messing with people's worry. They they get so mad at me more than drinking or Disney. You mess with their worry and see if they don't come after me. Jesus. I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care. I really am about to get really loud, just making sure I'm not proud.
0: I love that message today. I think your friends are here. Our friends. Andrea. Wait. What's her name? Amanda. Amanda. You're Andrea.
1: I kiss <laughs> mm, you with that lip gloss on. I'm so glad you're here. Hi. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Shy, I'm glad that. I'm trying to say this is not like cute. I know. It's not fluffy. I'm not excited to like tell everybody. I'm like, oh boy, where have I been? So I'm still very sobered. Right. I hope I stay there. Say what you're going to say. I was just going to say, I'm glad that
0: he has mercy on us over and over and
1: over and over. Where would we be? Where would we be? Where would we be? That's what Paul said. Yeah. Wow.
0: Worry is evil.
1: Yeah. Um, Jacob sent this, Proverbs 1, 33. But whoever listens to me in the amplified wisdom will live securely and in confident trust and will be at ease without fear or dread of evil and the, is this the NLT read that you sent I
0: have NLT right here.
1: those who listen to the Lord live in peace untroubled by fear of harm and then he said but in order to be untroubled by fear of harm you have to listen to him which is like literally what the Lord was teaching me through my boys today like right. Shiloh has so much love had so much to say <laughs> And Elijah was just very worried, and he literally couldn't hear him. Like, actually couldn't hear him. He couldn't hear him. And so the worry blocks us, and the worry is just a distraction. It's evil, and it's just a distraction. It's a distraction to keep our eyes from the one who loves us. It breaks fellowship. And so it's like not harmless. It's not harmless. Like I remember when I was first told three years before the invitation to rest, when I was first told, you need to keep your eyes on the prize. Distractions make themselves irresistible. I knew in that moment that me trying to save my son's life by eating eight ingredients, barely weighing over 100 pounds, like full-time stress, I knew somehow, although I didn't know, I was getting some message that, that it was unnecessary and only a distraction. Whoa. Me trying to save my son. Because my mind couldn't make sense of it, I let it go. And yet, Shiloh was healed when I put my trust in the Lord. And I stopped fearing and trying to save him. And I remember it looked like a bat flying in my eyes, the distraction. It was like almost impossible, almost impossible to keep my focus because this was in my eyes, and it was commanded away from me. Whoa. You know, I had no idea at that point. I don't think my eyes had ever been on Jesus. I was a 40-year-old worship leader. I don't think I'd ever, I didn't even know what it meant to have your eyes on Jesus. It's faith, it's trust, and when we're worried, we're not trusting. You know, the Bible says, when that day comes, don't let, the day of judgment, don't let it find you, don't let him find you, like, basically drunken, or drunken, I think it says, with worries, like, filled with the cares of this life. This is what keeps some of the seed from growing, Little baby Christians who become so caught up in the cares of this life and worry, it gets choked. Remember the other day I was saying, the the more I tried to think my way out of this, the more entangled I was by it. It's cares of this life. They will literally choke out a seed that has received. It, It will choke the life out of a soul who has received the word of God with gladness the perfect seed yeah Luke 21 parallels worry Luke 21 come say it come say if it if you want say to it. and what were if
2: you, you going to ask Luke 21:34 says watch out like literally telling us watch out don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life don't let that day catch you unaware which is what you're talking about. The bat, like
1: it's evil. Worry is not harmless. Worry is not harmless. Worry is invisible but not harmless. Worry is not harmless. You wanna come say it? Come say it, honey. Yeah, please. Yeah.
0: Just sit with us if you
2: want. Just that there are anxiety hangovers, like people will literally call it anxiety. So having that same effect that alcohol would in S- drunkenness. Will you tell me? I don't understand. Just having like, it's just this term for basically being hung over yeah. with anxiety, like like that you've been so anxious loaded.
0: that you feel hung over by yeah. the anxiety. Like if you,
2: if you're drunk in the next morning praise God I've never been there but those effects like you're literally sick and unclear and anxiety has the same effects like when you're riddled with anxiety wow in your heart you can wake up and feel the same way wow and that's like proven which is literally what the Bible's always said
1: no wonder I was so foggy for a while <laughs> like a foggy kind of
2: yeah. Whoa. It's not a I've joke. Seen it's seen not so cute. Clear. Like, not like, oh, it's not good, but it's actually very dangerous. It's evil. And evil.
1: It hates God. Yeah.
2: Like it opposes him.
1: Yeah, the, like, coming back into consistent fellowship and hearing from him was not when I decided not to worry because I could not stop worrying until I was back in humility. I could not. So basically what you just said. I could not, as much as I wanted to stop worrying, I could not until I remembered that I'm nothing. We're not even according to Whatever we read last night, James, I think, for. We're not, we're not only not the main dish. We're the vapor that comes out of the pot. We are not the main character. As Brother Chris says, like, we're not, we're not the main character. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we can be free. I'm not the main character in Kevin's life. <laughs> or my kids' life, or this church. When I think I'm starting to realize every place that I feel pressure, I think it's about me again. Like I, I can see now over the past couple months, the times I've come in here in an extreme amount of pressure. Oh, Kevin's not hearing this and that. But I'm, okay. Oh, let's go. You know. I wrote it down. I might have sent it to the thread. I don't know. I was, I'm trying to document everything. Did write the pressure right down. Right now, as you I'm said hearing it, instead of I want to share it as quickly as possible so other people can learn. Yeah. Um, every place I feel can pressure. Yeah. I'm believing the lie that it is up to me. Surrendering me and everything and everyone around me to his control allows me to relax and trust. Pleasure over pressure. Any place I can't feel his pleasure, um, I clearly think I'm important. Oh. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Because you can look so, like, right. On judgment day we'll see how how many things we thought were right were so wrong and so sad to him. Because his ways are higher and we don't think like he does until his word comes alive in us and even though it was alive however many days, like when it's not, how sad I mean, watching honestly Shiloh be so sad that that he wasn't being heard. And all he was saying was something so good. And I just think how many times is the Lord wanting my attention? And I'm I'm so worried about how to fix something for his for the good. Woo. Can't even really move my mouth. <laughs> like I'm so happy, but I almost want to like do sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do.
0: I think I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling just convicted by how much I've grieved him.
1: And that's all. That's that's the that's the big deal, right?
0: Yeah. Like, that's why the sadness, like, I'm feeling it is because of how many, how many minutes, hours, days can go by without, first of all, actually feeling his pleasure, like, meaning receiving his pleasure, and then second of all, actually listening to him and talking back with him, like, talking to him.
1: not just about him. That. Don't excuse a day that you're not in communication with him. That's what I felt on the way here to warn everybody. Don't excuse the days that you're not in communication with him, that your spirit is not... Of course, we're going to continue to go through trouble. Right. Trial, temptation, to the point of death, possibly. depends on when tribulation, whatever, I don't know. It doesn't mean we're going to be like, Yay, yay, yay! God, yeah, I hear you. Got it. It doesn't mean that, right? But you know, when your soul's in communication with him.
0: Wow. Um,
3: I was just gonna say, in order, just like we should also be really careful on like puffing each other up, and just like I don't know, they're just. Uh, one of the things that came to my mind because a lot of times I just want to like to you and Kevin like I just want to like be like thank y'all so 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 much but and like it's Jesus and I don't want to puff y'all up (laughs) because that can even get others into a spot of what we're what we're talking about right now like pride and self-righteousness and like like thinking that we're doing it and like so we We should all just be, like, extra careful and just ask the Lord and be listening to Him about what we should say.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Bible is very clear to honor and thank your leaders. It's so clear. But flattery is evil.
3: Yeah. And that's, like...
1: And that's between the heart and God.
3: Yeah. Sometimes, like, that's what I fall into is, like, wanting to puff others up when... And I, I repent for that. And, like, I shouldn't do that.
1: You know, the Bible says that in Daniel, that in the end time, one of the ways the devil will deceive many is through flattery. Mm-hmm. And he says, but the ones who are sh- who know their God will be strong. So while it's important for us not to flatter it's also between the person and God to recognize flattery and not be susceptible to flattery. Yeah. That's why people only just started giving me gifts or even a compliment because I was just like, Pfft. part of that is rejection. So there's a balance with all of it. Yeah. Yes, oh. we should thank and honor and do the remedioses and Roland Baker all the time. Yeah. But if we spot, uh, if the Lord reveals an ulterior motive
0: how do you connect what's the connection again between worry and flattery, we were kind of talking about it the other day, that like in that dream that worry came but then like came with
1: flattery attached oh yeah how well all I know is in the dream someone was trying to get my eyes and I was determined not to but eventually it was flattering enough Flattering enough. Flattering. It was flattering. It was flattery. It was flattering. It was unfulfilling and possibly devastating. When I woke up, I said, Lord, I don't, you know me more than I do. I don't think just my character would ever do that to Kevin. And he said, you do it to me all the time. And then he said, when worry came into your room at 1 a.m., you gave him... A full hour of your attention. You never even thought of turning to me. Showing me that worry, worrying was me engaging with a spirit being. Right. Right. That walked into my room. Engaging. To say, protect your family's reputation. That was the motive. Somebody had misunderstood something we did, so I was thinking of ways we could fix it to show that we're really good people but according to what I saw in the dream and then felt from the Holy Spirit when I woke up engaging with worry something I thought was harmless before I went to sleep showed itself to be adulterous to God because anytime the Bible talks about idolatry in the Old Testament it's uses adultery because it breaks the covenant with God and, and, when, and the Lord showed me he said, he said when I rescued you from a pit of fear last year you didn't know it was sin now you do and he said I've made a covenant with you and I'm jealous for you so why I forgot worry is actually adultery don't ask me wow So would you say every time we're worrying, we're cheating on God? Mm -hmm. Now, you can be concerned about someone or something and trusting God. Right. That's not the same. That's healthy. Right. But worrying as in, I've got to fix it. I've got to do it. Worrying, I've got to fix it or Kevin's got to fix it or somebody's got to fix this. That's putting our trust in
0: flesh. Right. Something I said on that interview yesterday was um, she asked me what are some warning signs of worry, like what, is, what does it feel like or what is it, and I said, for me personally, my heart, race, my heart rate goes up. I feel like I have to make a decision really fast, like a rush, like a do it now, do it now, do it now, like, like you just said, like somebody's got to fix this, somebody, 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 and like usually, usually I get really like
1: like this, like inside, and
0: there's, like, no peace that follows
1: it. It's, it's uh, preserving our life. We're trying to preserve our life. And trying to
0: control the outcome of whatever we're worried about. Which is not trusting, which is evil, which I'm seeing more and more during this conversation how harmful it is to not only others, definitely to ourselves, but also to our actual fellowship and relationship with God. Literally can lead to destruction. Destruction. And you said earlier detrimental. Like it can it is detrimental.
1: Yeah. Whoa. We need to see our true reality.
0: It's not a joke, (laughs) is it? (laughs) Nope. (laughs)
1: It's an addiction. It's an addiction. Where is an addiction?
0: That's why you said earlier it's harder than coffee. Yeah.
3: What roots from addiction?
1: Um, rejection. Yeah. Feeling rejected. Wow. Which is not believing love. It's Which refusal to believe unbelief. he'll care for us. It's refusal exactly. to believe. It comes, it's, it's like all, all connected. It's and all connected. Listen, the condemnation of the world is not adultery or murder. The Bible says the, conden- the sin of the world, the condemnation of the world is unbelief so at the root of every sin I I guess is unbelief not believing we're
0: loved not believing he'll care for us wow wow (laughs) I can't I know
3: all, all I hear right now is, is rooted in balance, like being rooted in the Word, so we can see all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know if the balance part is, for me, it's yes, listening to the rules and His commands, but not falling strictly under the law. Falling under his grace as well. So I think that's a balance. But yes. Both of them. Well he
1: came to fulfill the law. Mm. So when we put our trust in him. His spirit doesn't break the law. But it's his spirit. That fulfills the law. It's the fruit of his spirit. spirit Never.
0: Never. You
1: You won't break the law. You'll be keeping the law. But not counting on keeping the law to be saved. And my eyes just fell down too. While we're
0: talking to this verse in Proverbs, come and listen to my counsel. I'll <laughs> I'll share my heart with you, and make you wise. Oh, the next verse. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm. The title of that whole section is Wisdom Shouts in the Streets. I'm going up back to 22. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise.
3: It says wisdom shouts in the streets, right? Yeah. So just thinking like like a lot of other things shout in the streets as well. So it's so important to be rooted in his word and remember we're loved. Because like, yes, wisdom shouts in the streets, but so many other things do. And if we're rooted in his word, we can discern where the wisdom is in the streets shouting at us. You no. Know?
1: Well, now, then it was all outer. Now wisdom is here. Right. Wow. Because the Holy Spirit is located, <laughs> they say, wow. out of your belly. So the, the voice that, you, that we are to follow is not external anymore. Amen. Sometimes an angel will speak audibly, but the Holy Spirit speaks. It's an inward witness. Woo. Woo. If I'm like just
2: meditation is literally setting our heart on him
1: meditation is saving my life oh. Jesus I meditated for years and then I stopped you know what I think when I stopped when I started diligently reading the bible with the boys kind of stopped my own Wow. You know, I'm reading with the boys, I'm reading the church, I'm reading consequence, cons, cons. but my own. Wow, you know, because I felt like ah, oh, sometimes I'm here so late that I'll wake up and like they're already up, and I feel a little bad if I'm not like, plus I want to be with them. Yeah, but him first. Ooh. and I I wasn't doing that. So, literally, meditation is saving my life. That's how I feel. Meditation has even allowed me to see my reality again. Because when I read, and I'm like, oh, I know this verse. Whoa, I'm not there anymore, and I used to be. You know? And then, immediately there again, because it's all by His grace and mercy and righteousness, but like, how did that get so distant for me? When did that get distant? When did my mind become more important to me than the spirit?
0: It's like when you're like swimming in the ocean and you're like, you have a marker, but like the wind like drifts you down, seas- you know, and suddenly you're like way further down than you realized. Yeah. You have to like tread through sand to get back to where you were. Mm-hmm waiting yeah mm-hmm. wow
1: so for me i'm not like oh yeah i'm rediscovering like I can't wait to tell everybody i'm like oh god have mercy terrible to like talk about his heart while you're grieving it. Your hearts are far from me. Your lips. What's that verse? These people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. You know, you can talk about that and talk about that and preach about that and sing about that and um, be doing that.
0: And it like actually takes the Lord to like convict personally. Only
1: the Lord can show us. Yeah. Listen, it took a prophet to tell David he was an adulterer and a murderer. Why did it take a prophet? Wow. David David had the most sensitive heart. He was a man after God's own heart. He'd already written so many of the Psalms. He Wow. God had already rescued him from Saul. Why did it take a prophet? He said, You're the man. And then you see that David really was a man after God's own heart because he humbled himself and you know, the other time that it's shown that he sinned. Um, he threw himself at God's mercy. God gave him three choices to choose. Judgment. He said, I threw myself on the mercy of God. Because he trusted God. He was a man after God's heart because he trusted God's heart. Tanashi and I were talking about this the other day, and he was telling me about a dream he had, about a, a secular CD he had not getting rid of, gotten rid of, and that's all that was playing in this dream in this worship meeting, and it finally got tracked to his backpack. And he was like, "What?" And he said, "The Lord was saying, every time you worship me, this is all I hear, because that was still in his heart." And Tanashi was saying, "Wow, maybe we'll leave this off the podcast unless he's okay with it." Yeah, but um, he he was saying, "Man, I don't want God to have to be that." specific with me like I want a heart that would already know that and I said and yet David had to be told he was a murderer and adulterer and he was like oh wow like I'm like we don't have a heart more sensitive than David I'll never think my heart is more sensitive to David than David it is the mercy of God David was not a man after God's own heart because David's heart was so pure David knew how wicked his heart was so he trusted God's David did not trust his heart. He was like, so I hear what you're saying. Like, people want to be like David because of David. But it's actually God. It's not David's heart. David's heart was wicked. So it's deceitful above all else. And those will shock you just, you don't even know. You you know? Because till the day we die, we're humans on earth. Right. With, a f- with flesh that has to be denied, with a very real enemy that will wait as long as he needs to to bring something back into your life. I see
0: why my, one of my first encounters, he was offering me his heart in exchange for mine.
1: And we do get his heart. Right. But as you're still acting up. Right. Daily, daily denial. I've never been so convinced that I need to die to my flesh every morning. Right away. Whatever I want, I don't even care what I want. It it doesn't matter, I'm not important. (laughs) What I want will not control me. (laughs) Because if I let it control me, it'll kill me.
0: Woo! That's a word.
1: What I want is not that big of a deal because I'm not that big of a deal. What he wants is necessary. His heart's better than mine. You need to lay down what you want. Even if you think you deserve it, all we deserved is death. <laughs> Your desires, like giving your desires. the Lord showed me earlier today, I don't know how to word it yet because it was in my spirit. Giving your desires importance will lead you into a place very quickly where you would justify sin. I've seen the trail of people who walked with the Lord, and I've watched them get taken out by their desires because of a lack of true humility. So, until my desires don't mean anything to me, I don't, I don't know that I even want to get out of the bed yet. Because we can preach all we want, don't follow your heart, and still do it.
2: I was just saying, I'm so thankful this is being talked about because I need that reminder daily because it's so constant and so daily and I am just like filled with fresh gratitude that he will reveal our spiritual reality. Like I know those are the times that, I don't know, to know means that you can give it to him and actually change by his grace. How else would we know? It it takes Him. Just the gift know, that that is.
0: You can't function. I'm just thinking about, like, how yeah. comfortable we can get even in, like, this church and our friendships and just comfy chairs and just, like, dependent on that seat we sit in when we come here three times a week and what we want literally killing us and distracting us. What we want becoming more precious and important to us and what we focus on and what we meditate on and what we think about and what we worship being what we want. Like something hit me when you said who cares what I want and
1: that's where everything shifted for me when the Lord says you only want what you want you only think it's urgent because you think you're so important Important. and I'm hearing it now for myself
0: from the Lord yeah like yes wow like wow wow